Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda Hyundai, and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. Boom! It is March 31st, 2022, on this beautiful Thursday. Thank you for joining me. Coming up today, the Playmaker Speaks. A lot of y'all not going to like what he had to say, but he spoke. Also, a Super Bowl winning head coach steps down. We'll briefly talk about that. Out of nowhere, really. Like RKO. Came out of nowhere. And I've got two guys. I see you guys are already guessing in the chat here. Two guys. Two young players that I think have an opportunity to carve out a big role in Dallas due to the current circumstances. Could change after the draft. That definitely could change. But I got two guys right now, as things are, things are, I think have a chance to uh, do something. Doesn't mean they're going to, but they have that opportunity. And as always, you can call in. Uh, here is the call-in line. Let me pull that up. 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787. If you want to call in, get your takes off. Yesterday, see, I like shows like that. I know some people, they, they don't like some of those... Uh, some of those calls. I don't mind those calls. Uh, I thought yesterday the callers were fantastic, uh, whether I agreed or not. The energy was awesome. Y'all brought it in the chat. Just just a, just a great all-around show. Um, I, I suggest you guys run that thing back if you haven't, man. If you haven't, run it back. It was a, it was a good one. It was a good one. Y'all know me. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Tuck. I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody called me a battle rapper of debating. It's not that. I do enjoy debating. Uh, but when it comes to these Cowboys here, I got passion, man. I got a lot of passion that runs through these veins. Maybe not more passion than Michael Irvin, right? Mike, Mike's passion's crazy. Like it, I love it. He's the biggest homer ever. But when Mike's not feeling it, something ain't right. And Mike wasn't feeling it. And we're going to talk about that in the uh, roundup. So we'll play one of those uh, clips. And y'all can give y'all a take on it. You know, give y'all a take on it. All right. Let's get into some shout-outs real quick. TC915, what's up? Tino, Amanda Brown, Jose, Samuel Rowe, Asmodeus, Professor O, what's good? What's good, Mr. Woods, Just Blaze. Me and Just Blaze, we cool, y'all. We cool. We figured it out. I think we figured it out yesterday. I think we figured it out. Alpha Mason, uh, Cleon Johnson, AJ Torres, Jacob T, what's up, man? Jonathan Scruggs, Jose, Cowboys D. Sin City Cowboy in the building. K Choice 25. I see you. Wayne, I see you. Blue Star, Sean Mike, Matt Goddix, A Lou, Damien, how you doing over here on Facebook? We got Chuck P, D A Lee in the building. Nick, Joseph, and CJ Richards, of course. How are you, Miss Sadika, already with the donation? Usually it's Tom Downey who drops the early donation. Super chat. But today it's Miss Sadika. I appreciate you. She says, Good morning, Will. Just to help support your platform, continue doing what you're doing. Thank you, Mr. Dicka. You've been a longtime fan on this channel, and I appreciate you. Uh, who else we got? Ignacio, what's up, man? How you doing? All right, let's get into this content. It, it, I don't think, and every time I say this, it ends up being a, a long show. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a very long show. <laughs> so we'll see where it leads us. But let's get into this roundup because some interesting things happened around the league, and some interesting things were said uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, come on now, here we go. Welcome to my Gucci, it's about that time. 
my son, as Mike Orvin would say. You know it's trouble in the waters when he's down on the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, I don't know if there's more of a homer of a fan than Mike, but we love him for that because of his passion. But listen to you know a quick his quick take on the offseason so far. It's real quick. There's no way you can say this team is better. It's what area are you trying to get better in? On the football field or in the financial salary cap area? What area has been the dominant thought here? And obviously, it's been the salary cap. So we can't say that they're getting any better on the football field. There's <clears throat> no way. Hmm. Hmm. That's Mike's words. That... that. That ain't my words. You know, a lot of people was upset yesterday. This isn't the first legend to come out and question things that have happened in Dallas since the end of the season. But if I'm not mistaken, he's the first one to kind of speak on what's going on um, in regards to the offseason. Now, he did briefly speak on the, the Amari Cooper situation. He was not happy about that as well. Uh, he said that bugged him. Um, he believed that Amari Cooper was a bamf, a bad smother effort. That's what he believed about Amari Cooper, um, and he he wanted him to stay. Instead, they elected to move on and save salary cap space and re-sign Michael Gallup. Speaking of salary cap, let me give some credit to Clarence Hill. Clarence Hill, he asked a fantastic question that put Steven on the spot a little bit uh, a couple days ago, and we we didn't bring this up the entire quote yesterday. I only talked about a part of it. But here's the entire quote in regards to the Amari Cooper situation and replacing him um, with Gallup and, and honestly lesser players. Listen to the question if you can and listen to Steven speak on it. How are you better with be lesser to... players? Theoretically, uh, you know, you, you don't have Amari. Last year you told us this receiving core was as good as any in the league. Right. With, with those, probably the big three, and then you add what Cedric has done. You lose Cedric and Amari. That hurts. You... Yeah. I mean, we have to get better. I mean, we're going to have to find ways to, to be better uh, without those two players. And we got to have the guys uh, step up. Obviously, Gallup missed a lot of time last year. Uh, you know, I think he'll come back uh, recovered. He may miss two or three games there at the beginning, but we're going to have to uh, uh, draft well and have some guys step up, uh, you know, even more so as uh, we move forward. But, you know, unfortunately, you can't keep. Right. We knew we weren't going to be able to keep everybody. And, and there's no question. Amari Cooper's a great football player. Would we love, would we love oh, to keep goodness. him? We'd love to keep him, but we just, uh, you know, didn't have the, the cap space to do both Gallup and Amari. <laughs> but even with, in defense with Gregor, you wanted to keep Gregor. He was part of. To a point, we wanted to keep Gregor. Okay. Cat boy, cat boy, cat What you gonna do? I'm telling y'all, next, next, next off season, we are going to play. Catboy drinking song. Gotta take a shot. It could be water. It could be liquor. It could be whatever you want. Every time he mentions cat. Ridiculous. I'm not even really gonna bring up the whole salary cap thing. We know that's bullcrap. I just find it so funny. You know, we love him, man. He's a great player. We really wish we could have kept him up. You ain't got a wish. You could have just kept him. But, you know, they, they, they like to come out here and take us for boo boo the fool. That's what Steven likes to do. You think I'm stupid. We're not stupid, Steven. But let's talk about some of the things he said in there that pertain to, to the topics at hand today. Um, a couple of his quotes were, going to need guys to step up, 
got to find ways to get better. <laughs> Jacob said, if we play that game, he'll have alcohol poisoning. Yeah. That's Steven, man. But like, like it says here, relying on within to improve. That is the Cowboys staple. That, that is their philosophy, right? That, that's what they want to do by hook or crook. They are going to die on that hill. We are going to get better within, or we are going to get better by finding value in free agents and drafting better, which is, is being, is being within. And I think with the departure of a few players, including Amari Cooper, uh, like I said, I got a couple guys that I think have an opportunity to grab those roles. Now I see some of y'all think, oh, Jabril Cotton. No, 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 not Jabril. I'm, I, these are offensive guys. These are offensive guys. And um, we briefly talked about them throughout the off season. Uh, but as things are unfolding, now, you know, we see Amari, I'm sorry, we see Michael Gallup's not going to play. We see they haven't attacked other positions. And yesterday we talked about Tony Pollard replacing some of Amari Cooper's targets. I featured him. Uh, and today we'll talk about another another wide receiver that has an opportunity, a young guy. Two of them, two of them. But before I do that, let's talk about this week's ride of the week presented by Freeman Mazda. That is the 2022 Mazda CX-5 2.5S. More than any other mainstream compact crossover, the 2022 Mazda CX-5 makes its driver feel special. It offers a transcendent trait, simply outpaces all of its classmates. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, backup camera, heated seats, which I love, adaptive cruise control, Wi-Fi hotspot, starting less than $30,000 for the base model. For more information, check out FreemanMazda.net or head on down to Urban, Freeman Mazda in Urban, Texas, if you are in the Dallas area. Let's see what you guys got to say. Uh, Tom Downey said, appreciate you for the, for the super chat. Super chat. Sky, don't, don't, don't do. I think you mean don't do. Sky, don't do Stephen Jones this early. Haven't had my coffee yet. We're not. I did. I know. I know. I set this up in a kind of a bad way, right? I'm not about to go in on Stephen. I wanted to take out some of the things that he said and implement it in today's show. And a couple of the things he said was um, going to need guys to step up and got to find ways to get better. There are two guys on the roster, young guys that could step up and and can be better. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And the first player I want to bring up prior to that. Let me let me get into the chat. Like I said, I want to see what y'all saying in the chat. Marcus said, I'm becoming more of a fan of good football and less of a fan of this team. Hmm. The front office makes it really hard to stay on fire about this team. Just a slow burn right now. Dang. See, I miss your calls, Marcus, because you always you always make me think. I mean, is he is he lying here? It is. It is, it is a slow burn. It's tough to get fired up. All right. It's tough to get fired up. That slow burn, I think, though, will 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 grow once the draft gets here, after the draft, um, camp, things like that. I'm not going to lie to you. When I was doing some of my prep for the show yesterday and this morning, I was getting a little fired up watching some preseason games and and uh, going back and kind of listening to the talk of the offseason. I'm like, man, this is, this is that's why I love football, you know, some of the things that they were talking about and just leading up. Like I've been saying a bunch of times, I'm down right now as we speak 
But I'm a fan at the end of the day. Love this team. And I'm going to get excited, even if it's getting my hopes up, once we get to the draft and once we get around uh, training camp and things like that. So it definitely is a slow burn. There's not much to be fired up about at this moment. So I agree with you, Marcus. I agree with you, bro. All right, let's talk about the first guy. And it's not a big name. Simi Felko. Before we get on to the Simi Fehoko on-field stuff, I think he's fighting history. <laughs> Let's take a look at history. He's fighting history right now. We we pretty much herald the Cowboys for the draft, but we leave out when it comes to those mid to late round picks. I say I say a little later. We'll go five and beyond. It's very skittish, but specifically talking about the fifth round pick, it's been down right awful it's been awful uh we could blame whoever the hell you want to blame they just have not hit in the fifth round and let's take a look at their history last year's semi which we'll get to in a second 2020 they drafted bradley and i out of utah got a little excited about him because he had tools and things like that but two different regimes never quite fit never quite set himself apart and they cut him they cut him, brought him back, and I think cut him again or he got picked up by somewhere. So Bradley and I is gone. 2019, I feel like we were being trolled. I do. I feel like we were being trolled in 2019. They drafted cornerback Mike Jackson, and then right after that, they drafted defensive end Joe Jackson. <laughs> you, you mean to tell me? I mean, I, I could go back to 2019. I don't know who, who stood out in the fifth round in 2019. Come on, somebody in there had to figure Mike Jackson, Joe Jackson. And say, you know what? Let's just go ahead and take him. He on our board anyway. This would be funny. I know I'm I'm trolling myself here, but come on, man. Really? Mike and Joe Jackson? That's that, that doesn't happen. Anyway, both got cut, not on the team. 2018. Quarterback Mike White. Lasted two seasons. Cut. 2015. No fifth round pick in 2016 and 2017. No fifth round pick. Ryan Russell. Played like one game, cut. 2014, Devin Street played two seasons, did nothing, cut. 2013, Joe Randall, 2012, Danny Cole, wide receiver from Virginia Tech. As crazy as this sounds, Joseph Randall is the Cowboys' most successful fifth-round pick in the last decade. Boy, that's rough. When the dude who stole cologne and some draws on an NFL salary is your most successful fifth round pick. It's rough. Simi's fighting an uphill battle when it comes to the history of the Cowboys in the fifth round. The meat on the bone, that says Professor O. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what sucks about Joe? I fought I fought for Joe a little bit. A lot of people didn't like. I thought Joe Randall could have been a, a fantastic part of a one-two punch. In fact, if you go look at 2014, Joseph Randall had a very productive year running behind uh, DeMarco Murray. Then they brought in, you know, DMC and Joe Randall. Joe actually was not bad. He just was a head case. Then DMC came in, they feature him more, and, and he showed a little bit of his former top five pick uh, traits. But look at this. 
that's why when we talk about trading Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick, you basically, if you want to keep it a beam, you traded Amari Cooper for nothing. <laughs> I know, I know, we're not supposed to project the past onto the future, but sometimes when you have the data and the data is overwhelming, what do you want me to do? So there was, I saw somebody on Twitter. What should we do with those fifth round picks? Package them things. Package them and move up. But let's get to, to Simi a little bit here because I, I, this is about Simi. This isn't just about the fifth round picks. Simi was okay in preseason. It wasn't spectacular or anything like that. In fact, I actually thought he was better in preseason than he was at, at the camps. You know, for everything that, that we saw when I was there at camp and, and I wasn't down there in uh, Cal or up there in California, but people in California were kind of reiterating the same things. Had, had a bit of a case of the drops, young rookie, fifth round pick, trying to figure it out. Um, didn't get a chance, though, to play during the season. Zero snaps, log nothing. He was pretty much a red shirt during the season. But he's got some potential. He's got some traits, right? Six, four. Uh, about 220 plus, and we heard him speak on being more of a hybrid tight end wide receiver. I, we'll see. We'll see. A as it stands right now, with Michael Gallup being out, if we go and look at the actual, let's take a look at the, the depth chart here. If we look at the actual depth chart, he moves up. Gallup's going to be out for about the first month. Your wide receivers right now are C.D., James Washington, Noah, and Simi. Now, they'll likely draft a guy. I'll be shocked if they don't draft a guy in the first three rounds. But after C.D. Lamb, James Wa I think James Washington is the most talented guy of this group, and I think James will, will make the team. But we talked about it. The contract is just so that he can be cut and there'll be no problem. Noah Brown. No one is, is counting on Noah Brown to be anything more than what Noah Brown's been. In fact, I think Simi's ceiling, if he's ever to reach that, is much higher than a Noah Brown. That doesn't mean he's going to reach it. So after C.D. Lamb, as we're currently constructed, if Simi makes a year two leap, he has a major opportunity in that first month to, at the very least, compete for wide receiver four and compete for wide receiver three duties. He's got... Uh, experience playing in the slot he's got experience playing outside so in regards to college he's got traits he's fast he's big he's physical but he has to make the second year leap but today's show is about guys that have the opportunity and, and when you look at the current situation for young guys to step up if you want to improve within you need a guy like Simi to grab it right Cowboys Nation? you need a guy like Simi Fehoko to grab the opportunity by the balls and take it because you want your fifth round pick that's playing on that cheap contract to be a part of your team. You don't want your fifth round pick to look like this. None of these guys lasted. None of them. And given that Mark Cooper's out, given that uh, Gallup will be out, you're going to need him. Marcus says they won't use him. Uh, didn't we have another wide receiver that made some big, tough catches last year? You're probably talking about, Mr. Woods, you're probably talking about, uh, I think a cat that's visiting the Cardinals right now, Malik Turner. 
Malik turned out. If Malik was on his team, maybe I, I would have talked about Malik here, but he's not on his team right now. Esther likes that throw from Danucci. Don't don't let that throw fool you. That that was the game he had three interceptions. I was at that game. Reaper believes so. Basically, Simi's Noah Brown 2.0. I don't know. I I, I think I think Simi's a better. Well, coming in, like I said, his ceiling as a receiver was a bit higher. At least that's how it looked. Jason Garrett did Noah Brown no favors by making him a blocking guy. Danny believes says the great T.J. Vasher. Yeah. I, I, I like TJ, but he's got a lot of developing to do. A lot of developing to do. All right, Los, let's get you on the horn before I get to my second guy. What's up, Los? Yo, yo, what, good morning, uh, Sky. I hope you're having a good one. I am, man. Uh, I am. Did, did you drink your coffee yet, man? You sound a little, little tired there. Oh, man, it's, it was a rough night, man. It was just, I couldn't sleep. But anyways, just, this organization... We just need to kind of, like you said, just shut up and basically not say anything about our players and expectations. Yeah. Like, come on. like Especially with Michael Gallup. Like, oh, where we're going to need him to, uh, you know, he's going to miss a couple of day, uh, games, but as soon as he gets on the field, we're going to need him to step up and be in there. No, no recovering for you. You know, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no. And then, you know, I don't you know. know. Real, quick, quote, real quick on Gallup. Real quick on Gallup, Los. I find it a little ironic that Jerry comes out and he talks about availability, right? Got to be available, got to be available. But you just signed a guy who missed like 12, 13 games last year, and he's going to miss three, four, five games this year. So it's kind of you're kind of contradicting yourself, but I digress. Go ahead. Exactly. And then uh, the thing is, I, I just made it. Well, it's, not, it's just a quote I made, but the assassin moves in silence, not through chaos. You know, mm. and I think Jones, the Jones, just they love these headlines and putting it out out there and everything. But for one season, I just want to know, like, can they, you know, just be quiet, move in silence and let the moves speak for themselves? Will we ever see that? Probably not. Mm. It's, it's the same probability of me winning the lottery, you know. So because they, we're on to something. No, it's because they make it. they make money off the field with that, I don't want to say drama, but but in the news, right? In the papers, in the blogs, on on these these networks. They they make money that way too. Exactly. And y'all want to say something about Will McClay. I don't know who started it, about him being a saver and our downfall. Because Special K. <laughs> he had an amazing comment yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Jones said it. Oh, we got we got draft well. I mean, no, no, Sherlock, y'all do have to draft well because of your own, you know, decision making, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just Curtis, or you know, just by I don't know, it just had to by working the roster of which he's in charge of. So I guess this this season is Mark Marcus does need a call again because man, I, it's been a while since he's called, and I do want to hear from him. But, yeah, it's, it's just this season has been a real slow burn, like you said. And, man, just yesterday, Sky, my my girl makes fun of me because I'm a Cowboys fan, right? So Damn. I have it rough. That's rough. Yeah. She make fun of yeah. Who's she like? Who's she like? I'm just curious. Oh, she, well, she, she, she's, not, she's not a sports fan in general. She just oh. knows that Cowboys suck. Talking about, <laughs> you know how tough that got to be when your lady don't even watch sports. But she know your team ain't, <laughs> and she talks trash. God, Los. 
Damn, that's rough. Yeah, man. I, just yesterday, man, I had a Cowboys jersey or a, a sweater, and it's one of those old school ones, one of those 80s Apex Cowboys sweater. And she's like, you ain't going to wear that kind of coat. I'm like, nah, I don't want to wear a trash can outside today. Oh. I was like, <laughs> you gotta get, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get her over to the dark side. I got mine's over to the dark side. She, she crack a little joke every here and there, but, but you know, not nothing like that. Ooh, that rough. But yeah, man. But yeah, you keep it up, Scott. You have a good morning, and as you know, you are, you are one of the best content creators for the us Cowboys Nation in the morning, and for us to call in. And you have a blessed day, my, my, my. Thanks, Los. You have a blessed day too, Los. On this thirsty Thursday. Might need a couple drinks. We'll, we'll talk about work before in a second. <laughs> Let me get to uh, a couple super chats, man. We got Sully. Appreciate you for the donation. Super chat. Uh, says, by the time the fire picks up, we'll die from smoke inhalation. <laughs> Y'all on fire today. Super chat. Uh, Marcus Flores Young. Appreciate you for the $5 donation. Uh, James Washington, 50-plus catches this year, six touchdowns. I think he can ball out with Dak. Yeah, I, we talked about this a few times, uh, uh, Marcus. Dak Prescott got Randall Cobb, who was thought to be on the down end of his career. Then he got him paid. Didn't have any experience playing with them. One offseason, they clicked. Uh, Mari Cooper got traded in the middle of the season, barely had a practice, and clicked right away. Um, and now we're, we're looking at possibly James Washington. I think he can follow in those same footsteps. Um, would you say 50 catches, six tutties? That would be an extremely successful, successful year. Uh, I w I'm going to say it's possible. Here's why. Well, it depends on who they draft. Michael Gallup's not going to be available, likely until October, if they don't put him on the pup list, by the way. So you got about four or so games to where he could at the very least be wide receiver three, and that'll, that'll take his numbers up a little bit. So that won't shock me. And I said this yesterday. Can he kind of come in and fill the Cedric Wilson role? I think he can. I think he has the talent to do that. It's never about maintaining, though. Do I believe he can be wide receiver two and uplift that room with the departure of an Amari Cooper, the departure of a Michael Gallup? I don't think that. I hope I'm wrong. I want to see him prove me wrong, but I just view him as a three, four type of guy. Uh, Tom Downey, appreciate you for the super chat. Super chat. Uh, Sky, it's hard to hit on every pick. Oh, yes, it is. Let alone fifth rounders. Hence why you need to be able to build with the draft and free agency. You're playing with fire, banking on fifth rounders. I mean, that's not a lie. You know, uh, the draft to me, and, and that's why if you look at my mocks, don't do them often, but when we do them, we're doing mostly three round mocks. Four is where we'll stretch it. After that, the draft is a crapshoot in general, but after that, you're, you're basically closing your eyes and just hoping for the best. So, um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tom, like you said, and, and like I've been saying, when you don't utilize free agency, then the pressure, at least we need to be putting the pressure on the Cowboys to hit on fifth and sixth and seventh rounders because you're not, you're, you're not upgrading in free agency. So you need these guys, these late round picks to pan out. It's not fair because most late round picks don't really pan out. But that's the reality. When you solely build your team via the draft. Super chat. 
Sin City with the $5 donation. He says, send Will Smith to the star. Please, Steven needs it. Yeah, we should tell Steven. He know he ain't watching no Oscar. He don't know what's going on. Tell Steven to say something about G.I. Jane 2 and Jada's hair. Will Smith will pull up in his private jet. Hey, Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. What you got for us? <laughs> hey, what's good, Scott? That, that last super chat had me cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> we should tell Stone Cold uh, to pull up on him. Stone, Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in, Dal- in Dallas right now, I think. So I'd tell him to pull up on him in the start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun stuff, man. So um, I'm glad you're really hitting on this uh, wide receiver court because I was actually thinking about this probably for the last week or so. And then I saw an article, I think it was in the Dallas News, either yesterday or the day before, and it talked about, uh, you know, the idea that uh, they just, they could do a lot more with the money they were paying Amari Cooper. And I happened to pull up, and you probably have already done this on air, but I pulled up just the top 10 or 15 wide receiver uh, as far as average salary per year. Yep. Just to see, did I think Amari Cooper was at least reasonable as far as the amount of money he was getting per year? Now, every receiver has an up year and a down year. That, that tends to happen. And what I found is that the money they were paying Amari Cooper, uh, it, it, it's, it's, not out, it's not that out of whack. It's actually about right because the receivers that – that he's ahead of as far as annual pay. He's right ahead of Chris, or he's actually in the same neighborhood as Chris Godwin, but he's just ahead of Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, and Kenny Galladay by a million or two. And so I guess what I just can't figure out is why was it so outrageous the amount of money he was getting paid for a top wide receiver? And if you're not going to do something with that money, then what are we doing here? I mean, hey, that's the, that's unless the, we draft, that's the unless we draft a wide receiver, question. yeah, yeah, and unless we draft a wide receiver, and this is really what I wanted to find out from you, I think we have to draft a wide receiver with our first pick. Now, I, I don't; it's not ideal for me. I didn't anticipate losing what we lost in this offseason, but the way this is currently constructed. There's no way I'm running out there with just C.D. Lamb and then no. uh, and then Gallup's not available for the first two or three weeks. And when he does come back, who knows? He may not be full speed until November. I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. So we almost have to draft the wide receiver with our first pick. What do you think? Well, well, it's up there. You know, I, I usually try to do a uh, draft need rankings list every week or every other week uh, the first week i had wide receiver down at five that top five I had it at five right um and then news came out about gallup or the news come out i'm not sure if news came out but i moved it up to fourth and now with this news that he is definitely going to miss two to three weeks minimum we know that you know they lie about that type of stuff the wide receiver has to shoot up and i've been saying this all off season if you get rid of coop this is before coop left if you get rid of Coop, you are creating a need. You're creating a yeah. need at the position. And if and this was before they signed Michael Gallup. I said, well, if you sign Michael Gallup, you get rid of Amari Cooper, and you draft a wide receiver in the first round, again, I'm looking ahead, what are the odds that all three of those guys are going to be on this team 
in two years when it's time to revisit Michael Gallup's contract and re-sign C.D. Lamb. Pretty slim, right? We just saw it play out. Do you want to – again, I'm going way down the list, and I'm thinking like the Cowboys. The Cowboys two years from now after drafting Chris Olave, whatever, in the first round. C.D. Lamb's up for a contract extension. All right, Michael Gallup, now we're looking at it. We can get out of this contract if he doesn't live up to it. I have a hard time believing they're going to pay C.D. Lamb. Think about it. Two years from now, we're talking $25 million being the, the minimum for a top wide receiver. Dudes are getting paid $30 million right now. Michael Gallup, or Michael Irvin talked about this. Dudes are getting 27, 30, 25 million. Christian freaking Kirk is getting paid. Kenny Galladay is, is whack. He's getting paid. But y'all mad at Amari Cooper for 20 million in the system that didn't feature him. That's his, that's not his fault. That's your team's fault. So, you know, a lot of this has to do with money. Some of it has to do with they just wanted to move on and, and they're kind of frugal with it. But I agree with you. If you're if you're going to move on, do something with the bread. I don't really know what they did with it. Is it is it Michael Gallup? If that's if that's your answer, hey, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Last thing I'll say is that, um, and you know, in today's NFL, uh, the way this the the NFL is trending, you have to have firepower, and that's the one thing the Cowboys had at least you know for the first half of last year. I always felt confident in that other teams couldn't hang with us, and that eventually the cream was going to rise to the top, even if we didn't have a great game. And, and generally, that's what happened. Yeah, Teams Macho could man. not keep up with us. And so now, I'm looking at this roster, and even if we do draft a wide receiver with our first pick, which I, I just don't know if the, the quality is going to be there, because I think based on the mocks that I saw, there's probably going to be a run on wide receivers right around that time. So we yeah, may true. get the tail end of the, of the, of the first rounders. Well, but we're in a tricky spot. Yeah, we're in a tricky spot because because I think you'll there there will be one there. It's a matter if you want to take it because if you don't take it, the real run will come after that. The real one will come between twenty five right. and fifty six. And do you feel right. comfortable at, at right. fifty six with a receiver, or do you want to wait to to the third round? But but again, it, as I'm talking this out, it's very frustrating knowing that what we're going to go into the season with at the receiver position, if they don't take a wide receiver in the first round or two is going to be very uh, disappointing compared to the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll be even tougher on Kellen. Cause like, as we've already said, he doesn't scheme anybody open. We were just sort of relying on natural talent. Well, now the natural talent has depreciated. And so we're going to be stressing out the coaching staff even more to oh, well. get people open. And I just, hey, hey, Glenn. I'm, I'm scared a little. Bit. Hey, yeah. hey, Glenn, we need to put the pressure on him. Yeah. Need to put the pressure on. Put the pressure on him. Put the pressure on Dak. Put the pressure. On, you know, uh, listen. The front office is done. Pretty much. They're not going to give you any more. They'll probably give you a rookie. You know, in the top three rounds. Now is now. As I've been saying for years, it's your job to overcome. Now overcome it. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. All right, man. Good stuff. I'll keep listening and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate you as always calling in, man. Cajun, you must be new here. <laughs> he said, is this troll the front office day? Brother, every day is that here. I don't try to. You know, today's show is actually about getting young guys involved and trying to improve. But this is the show for the people. The people call in. They express their frustrations. You know, where you been at, Cajun? The, 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 the nation been trolling the Cowboys front office all offseason. 
for good reasons. Uh, Will Anthony says, Kellen Moore's offense doesn't feature players, but tries to feature him. Interesting. It de definitely that first part is true. Stephen Jones came out and said it. Hell, Kellen <laughs> came out and said it. It's not about it's not about featuring one guy. Marcus says, why Callaway, Marcus Callaway, why did they sign Gallup so fast? Well, other teams were checking for him first and he's hurt. That is a question I would love one of the reporters to ask. Like, what made you feel the pressure to sign him so quickly? Was did you think his market was going to rise? Which it could have. If Christian Kirk went out there and got whatever that giant contract, maybe they did they did a good thing by signing Michael Gallup early because maybe his price would shoot up beyond what is it y'all about 10 11 and a half million dollars per year that is that is on a low end compared to what's happening out there so i'm not going to kill them for that but i would like to know why they did it early uh sully <clears throat> excuse me sully with another donation super chat says if i'm tank i'd be pissed to take a pay cut to get to get better not worse tank did come out and say you know let's go use this money and go get better they haven't signed anyone they didn't need Tank's contract cut to go sign two veteran minimum deals. They didn't need that. So, yeah, Tank's probably looking at him sideways, but then he look on the other side and say, well, I got $30 million guaranteed. I didn't have no guarantee after this year, so it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, Kevin. I'm going to get Kevin on the show. Kevin definitely has been lighting his ass up, Cash. Definitely. All right, let's get to Nacho from the Bay Area. What's up, Nacho? Hey, Skype. Blessings, my man. Blessings. Uh, been listening all week. It's been a, a busy week for me, so I haven't been timing in. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, you know, the take I have now is, uh, you know, the Joneses, they've made their decision that, you know, the Amari Coopers, the um, Lyle Collins, et cetera, um, they were on their naughty list for their own reasons. Yeah. They made a decision, and it is what it is. Um, so we moved on from those bigger contracts, and then, of course, you know, we'll be getting Lyle's additional money coming up. It's unfortunate, to your point, that uh, – Here's Lawrence saying, okay, I'll do the contract. I'll work with the team. I want to be a Cowboy for life, yet let's do something to be a competitive championship team. Up to now, you know, we're just patching holes and kind of, kind of, you know, uh, waiting for that market to get lower and, 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 and maybe get those players, you know, closer to the draft or after the draft. And there's still many of them out there. Yeah. Um, I completely, I completely would love uh, to get what you were alluding to the other day, the Calais Campbells of the world, uh, you know, get those D tackles in there uh, on a one-year rent, rental, what have you. Um, with the draft coming up as well, uh, here are some points that uh, uh, I've been, I, I always, every year, I always try to kind of, kind of, you know, kind of listen to the, uh, the, the key leaves and kind of see what's going on and so on in terms of a receiver. So it sounds like Kellen Moore has gone to the Boise state pro day. And it looks like uh Shakir, uh, the good looking wide receiver from Boise state 
yeah. could be a potential a potential guy, maybe in the middle rounds, maybe the third round, et cetera. Uh, I do like Pickens from Georgia if he's available in the second round. Uh, I think he's I think he's a dog, man. I think he could be someone that uh, has extreme ability. Um, but I will still go. I, I hope, I guess, that in the 24th pick, if these players can drop, or maybe they're within your reach, two to three. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, picks ahead of you. We don't sit like we normally sit and allow a team like the Raiders or another team to climb up ahead of us and get the player we want. But I am enamored. So you're talking about trading up? I'm sorry? Are you talking about trading up? Uh, I'm t- I, I, I am talking about absolutely if a player, like a, say uh, I'm enamored with, Jordan Davis. Oh, okay. So I, I thought you were talking about receiver. I'm gonna say I ain't trading up for none of these receivers. But but but, but you're no. talking about any player, okay? So I'm I'm talking about like let's say uh uh, uh Jordan Davis. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying now. I just thought you were talking about receivers. I'm about to say I, I don't think there's a wide receiver to really trade up for. Um, I, I mean oh. there, there's there's maybe there's a few players, very few. Sure. And, and Jordan Davis and and again I'm biased. I love Jordan Davis. Maybe I trade up a few spots, but. I believe that sitting at 24, you will have a guy. You will have a good guy that you can come in here, that can come in here and be productive for you. This is a pretty deep draft, pretty deep first round. Uh, trading up is going to cost you a third rounder, possibly a second rounder. You can't afford that. Dallas can't afford to trade up. They've put themselves in that position because they, you know, the Dallas mantra is to we're going to fill holes in free agency. That way, when we get to the draft, our backs aren't against the wall. Well, at the moment, as we speak, March 31st, 2022, you ain't really fill many holes at all. So you're still backed against the wall with a lot of these small holes that you got to take. So you can't afford to, I'm going to get rid of a third round pick to move up. Now you only got two picks in the top, in the top 56. You only have one pick in the top 50, two picks in the top 56. And you won't pick again until what the nineties or so nah, brother, I'm not trading up in this draft. I can't do it. Now I feel you. I feel you. No, and and, and uh, uh, you know, I so I didn't. I didn't mean to trade it for a wide receiver specifically. I was more. I was more along the lines of let's say a a like like let's say they, they're enamored with a. And, and I'm just throwing some names out, right? Like uh, 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 obviously the a Kenyon Green, a, a Linderbaum, a, a Wyatt, or, or a Davis, or something like that. If if it's there within reach, you know, we have. Four fifth rounders, if I'm correct. Which, hey, at that Nacho. Point, which, Nacho. Yes. Talk, talk. Let me talk to you, brother. Nobody is trading down for a fifth round pick as their compensation. Nobody. I don't, you can offer me five fifth round picks to trade down five spots. I say no. <laughs> so you want to come up and get your guy. I have the leverage, right? You want to come up? Mm-hmm. At the very minimum, I need your third-round pick. I don't give a damn how many slots it is. I need your third-round pick. Go look at just last year. Now, now, granted, this is a little bit higher. This was 10 to 12. But the, the Eagles moved up two spots for the guy they wanted. And they said, screw it, man. Y'all want the third? Here, this is who we want. Y'all held us hostage on the third, which really ain't a, a high amount. But it was a third. And they had to give up a third to do it, to move two spots. Imagine you trying to move up right. five, six, seven spots, right? 
um, it's going to cost you at minimum. It's not going. It's going to cost you more than a fifth round pick. So again, I say, are you comfortable giving up third rounders or possibly a fourth rounder to move up to go get somebody, knowing that you need pretty much all these picks and you need a lot of them to come contribute as we speak right now? I'm not Nacho. There's only maybe one or two players, and I, you know, Davis is one of them off the top of my head. Or if one of those blue chippers fall, right? If one of those blue chippers, one of those top ten projected picks happen to what for whatever reason they're talking about right now, Kyle Hamilton, and they're talking about uh, Derek Stingley, and there are a couple picks within your grasp, then maybe you consider that because those are blue chippers. But but there's not a lot of guys. Me personally, I'm willing to to give up a, a third round pick uh, for. Because you need it. It's not because I don't want to. It's because the Cowboys put themselves in the position that they need that pick. I feel you. So now, let me ask you a question. Uh, I'll ask you one. So now, let's say in the third, fourth, fifth round, that's maybe that's the yeah. That's maybe for ideal time yes. to move some of those and move up, right? Agree. Um, now, now let me ask you: if a Hamilton or a Stingley were within that range, how would you feel about that? Y'all, y'all know how I feel about Hamilton. For whatever reason, he's getting a ton of bad publicity right now. But I say, all right, let, mm-hmm. it, let, it, let him get a ton of bad publicity. Bring his ass down here. Um, I would absolutely <laughs> love it. And a lot of people will say, well, it's redundant. You know, you got, you got J. Ron Curse. Eh. Yeah, you got J. Ron. But J. Ron's going to be playing a lot of big nickel, and you need three safeties on his team. And you might be like, well, you got Donovan Wilson. Listen, brother. Donovan, I love you, Donovan Wilson, but you ain't Kyle. The ceiling that Kyle Hamilton has is so oh. much greater than a Donovan Wilson. Yes, if he falls to 24, this is just sky speaking here. A lot of people don't like him. I love him. I think he can absolutely come in here and be a fantastic uh, safety for the Cowboys. I think he'd, he'd go right along with Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse. He may not play 85%, 90% of the snaps because of, because of J. Ron immediately. But he'll damn sure play probably half of the damn snaps, and uh, I know that that you know you don't want to hear that for your first round pick. But again, J. Ron's under contract for two years. Malik's under contract for two years. And who's the hell to say that you're going to keep either one of those moving forward? Me keep J. Ron, but Malik we don't know about Malik moving forward. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely I'm big on Kyle Hamilton. No, absolutely, and you know what? And, and I think you have to take advantage of those opportunities. If a blue chip player like that, you know, becomes available. I mean, I I think hey, best player available. I mean, you got to gamble. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I personally wish the the gambling would have been in free agency, oh, because you know if you were if you were a little bit higher in the draft, maybe gamble a little bit because you know there's those blue chippers. But again, we're at 24. If a blue chipper is not falling, you're gambling on, on kind of the same tier type of players. You know what I mean? So so just relax, be patient, and take the take the quality guy that's going to fall to you at twenty four, um, or hell trade back because you need to you need the players you, you know you need you need as many good players as possible because you've you've decided not to participate in free agency to add quality players you've only added two guys and really those are just replacement level guys for the guys you lost so you didn't get better in that department um, so you know and I'm talking in circles here but. Um, I no, wish no, the aggressiveness no. happened to be in free agency. Is what I'm saying, Nacho. No, you're, no, you're making sense, guy. You're making sense, and obviously, it's it's pretty evident uh, the frustration we have from the fan base, maybe even some of the players, some of the analysts. You know, just they're in Frisco as well, and I mean, it, it, everybody's at that 
at that at that stage and 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 you do need you do need uh between now and then something needs to happen uh a uh, 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 hicks uh, 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 uh i'll 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 continue to say Bobby Wagner, even though it sounds like okay, you know they're gonna wait for his number to go down, maybe we'll entertain that, but yeah it's, at the it's... end of the day. It's not out the question yet, you know, so it's it's all still there in front of you to be able to improve this team at certain positions due to with free agency. It's just a matter of where they pull the trigger. And they need to, and they need to at some point because otherwise they, oh no, otherwise, you know, on, on paper, you know, we're, we're definitely a different football team. Yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise your confidence, Nacho, being real is not going to be as high, right? Like if you go into the season right now and no, and and uh, what's his name, Dante Fowler and James Washington are your only free agent additions. Let's be honest, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, your confidence level yep. isn't going to be as high. And I got and I want to mention something about last year when we're done here on the phone. Go ahead. What was that again? I'm sorry. No, this is something I was thinking as I was talking. I'll talk about it after we're done on the phone here, buddy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 absolutely. No, that's everything. That's everything. You know, uh, I just wanted to just kind of, you know, share some points and, and uh, um, you know, as we as we move, as we move ahead and we, you know, as we search into the, uh, you know, NFL draft is right around the corner. And you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure hoping that, uh, you know, we do take that. Uh, it, it's got to be a defensive player slash O line. Worst case, we're, we're going to take a receiver. If, if it's there, you we'll know, see. Uh, a lot, lot of options, Nacho. A lot of options. But appreciate you calling in, good brother. Absolutely, my brother. Thank you, you have a good day. You too. Um, what I want to get to before I forget. There's this there's this weird take going around the Twitter sphere. And maybe within Cowboys Nation, we might have seen it here. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all feel this way. A lot of people are saying, well, last year. Everybody was down on the Cowboys going into the, you know, coming out of free agency, right? Going into the 2021 season. Wait, what? I, I don't remember that, but okay, I'll let you have that one. Well, last year, people said this sucks. Signing Hooker and KZ and, and J-Ron and Neil and Urban and Watkins. This sucks. I'm like, I don't, I don't recall having that feeling. In fact, I was bigging up Urban. I, I felt good about KZ and Hooker. You know, having them part of this rotation. We talked about the strength and the depth at safety. Even we were like, J-Ron is part of that depth. We just didn't feel like he was going to be the starter, right? This is weird. I even I even bigged up Keanu Neal. You know, I'm like, oh, man, this is, at least they're, they're, they're taking chances on more talented people and getting the value out of that, right? So I keep hearing that. And I'm like, well, who? Show me who. I had a guy on Twitter say, no one thought the 2021 team was going to be better than the 2020 team. What? You mean the same team in 2020 that didn't have their starting quarterback for a majority of the season that had Mike Nolan in, in the league's worst, or not the league's, the Cowboys' worst defense in its history. You didn't think getting Dak Prescott back and adding a guy like Dan Quinn was going to make your team better? See, now y'all just saying stuff now. now. Now you just capping for this front office because their lack thereof getting better in the offseason. I said this. If the Cowboys did the exact same thing they did last year in free agency, 
Exact same thing. They signed a lot of guys. Terrell Basham, uh, Ty Nsecki, uh, Urban, Watkins, Casey, Hooker, J-Ron, Neal. They were active. And they weren't active with a bunch of bums. Now, get it. Carlos Watkins, I thought he was going to be a bum. Not going to lie to you. Urban, he's a jack. Doesn't mean he's a bum. Doesn't mean he's a bum. He's a jack. Right? Basham was not a bum. Hooker's not a bum. KZ was not a bum. J-Ron was not a bum. If you're going to go this route, then God damn it, go this route. What's this little pussy footing around and you're bringing in two players? Go, go that route. Bring in more of these talented players on low-level contracts. And hopefully they hit. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Because if you understood that the Cowboys weren't going to sign big-name free agents, weren't going to sign Pro Bowl-level guys, I think you should have came out of last year's gathering of free agents and said, okay, this is, I like, I like what they're attempting to do here. Would I have liked them to go sign a high-end guy? Yeah, but that's not going to happen. So come to the understanding at least go this route. Hence, you got a pretty good, solid free agent um, group. Now, did they all work out? No, but but I thought you got a pretty good, solid uh, production out of them. The most production out of your free agency class in the last, what, seven, eight years? So that's why it's a bit disappointing when they don't do what works <laughs> for them. If you're not going to do what works for the, for the league, then do what worked for you last year. Do what worked for you in the game. Talking about you, Kellen Moore. They ain't doing that right now. And that's why I'm frustrated. So don't, don't give me not talking to y'all right now watching this show. It's just there are people that feel this way. Well, you didn't think. No, that's not true. I definitely thought this team was going to be better. I mean, by default, <laughs> they were going to be better. I definitely thought the defense was going to be better. By default, they were going to be better. Now, did I see him leading the league in interceptions and leading the league? In, no, I didn't see that. But don't let people capping for this front office fool you into thinking this is the same thing they did last year. It's not. It's not the closest. And with that said, because I'm going to need a drink, I'm getting, I'm getting into it right now. Let me hit y'all up with Worth the Poor, man. <laughs> about to go down worth the poor check out worth the poor one thing we can all agree on is watching the dallas cowboys can be very stressful take the edge off of game days stop by worth the poor in the colony of texas it is a family owned and operated liquor store with affordable prices with a wide variety of spirit wine and beer samples available making your drink of choice even easier and for the game day party that won't end they offer liquor deliveries to all of north texas now if you are in the area do me this huge favor because I forgot to talk about this uh, last week. Download the app. Any purchase, $20 or more, you get 5% off of all your orders by using the code A to Z Sports. So just download Worth the Poor app. It's on Google Play. It's on the Apple Store. Have it on your phone. If you're in the area, you want to get a, you know, a couple dollars off your, your liquor, your, your beer, your wine, whatever, just type in A to Z Sports. You get that 5% off today. Let me take a drink. Let me take a drink. And, you know, that just was bug that was bugging me. That's been bugging me. I haven't said anything about it, but it came to a head yesterday. It came to a head yesterday. And I know I feel it can come off definitely if you catch this show at the wrong time. 
I hate everything Dallas does. It's not the case. I have an understanding what Dallas does. I have an understanding with, with what they do. So I didn't think in that manner and try to find ways to be better within that process. And one of the one of the things is relying on within to improve. <laughs> and one of the guys that I want to bring up next uh, is tight end Sean McEwen. You guys have heard me talk about, about him since the season ended, really probably during the season. I was pretty bummed out that he got hurt in preseason last year. I thought he had a chance to compete for tight end three. And then once uh, Dalton, not Dalton Schultz, once Blake Jarwin got hurt, I'm like, man, Sean McKean could have really had this opportunity. Uh, but he came back in about mid midseason and was starting to get his feet wet. He's still young, 24 years old, going into his third year, undrafted, out of Michigan. Now listen to this, because we've been talking a lot about tight ends. The Cowboys, for draft draft reasons, the Cowboys haven't drafted a tight end higher than the third round since Gavin Escobar. And that was in 2013. And I'm going to be completely honest with y'all, I don't really see that changing. I don't really see that changing. As much as we may like uh, the McBride kid, as much as you may like Isaiah Likely, uh, um, the kid from Virginia, and all these other guys, I feel like Dallas, and as they should, since they franchise tagged Dalton Schultz, they should be looking at the tight end position on day three. We're talking fourth round and beyond. Much more pressing needs. Thus, if they're going to take a tight end on day three, He's going to be competing with Sean McKinney. That's just facts. He's going to be competing with him. And if he doesn't get hurt, I think there are things to like about Sean McKinney. He, he reminds me, at least his arc has the potential to remind me of Dalton Schultz. Remember Dalton Schultz came out? He was a blocker. Sean McKinney was a blocker. They both were limited in their roles. The first two years they were in the league. Dalton Schultz had a year where he played or he caught one ball. 2019 right but he developed as a pass catcher and, and i thought you saw mckeon in in, in preseason mckeon at camp developing as a pass catcher now schultz had his breakout year in year three mckeon's going into year three i don't necessarily know if it'll be a breakout year because schultz got that chance to break out because their tight end one they paid money to got hurt I don't wish that on Dalton Schultz. I want Dalton Schultz to stay healthy. I want to have a solid two tight end set. And if they do draft a guy in the fourth round, he beats out McKee and McKee and be a fantastic third wide receiver. Or I'm sorry, third tight end. So, yes, the fandom in me wants to see him succeed. But when I when I put my realist hat on, I, I still, and I look, I still believe this guy can compete for, wide, or for tight end too. I do, Cowboys Nation. So let me ask you, do you believe that Sean McKeon can be the tight end two on this team regardless of what happens in free agency? Yes or no? Yes or no? I, I do believe in, in, in the kid. Danny says no. Uh, Beata, are you talking about Beatus? Uh Mike says Sprinkle can run block. I honestly, fam, I'm, I'm not even factoring in Sprinkle. He was such a dis. I know it's funny to say disappointment. He was the third tight end. 
even his blocking was very suspect. He's not a receiver. Uh, whatever is how I feel about about Sprinkle. I, I'm I rather McKinnon beat out Sprinkle. I want to see McKinnon beat out Sprinkle. C says no. Tom says eh. No, Jose. Yes, is Brandon. He can compete for the spot. That's where I'm at. I think he can compete for it. Uh, Glenn says yes, absolutely. Give me Colton. Now that's the thing, right? Like, who am I getting in that fourth round? But but regardless of who I get in the fourth round, Cowboys Nation, they gonna be competing with Sean. Uh, but I do like Charlie Kohler. Uh, I do like the kid from Virginia. I would love to get Woods in like the fifth. Like I would, if I could get Woods in the fifth. Have him start out as my tight end three. You know, get his blocking back to how it is. Keep developing as a tight uh, as a pass catcher because he's a newer pass catcher. I've got a bit of a young veteran in McEwen as my two. I got Schultz as my guy, and I, I would like the youthfulness of my tight end group. But if I'm going into it and it's you know Jeremy Sprinkles my three, um, I'm like whatever with Jeremy. Mike says McKean's good. Uh, McKean can fight for stance. He, he can block with damn. McCole Turner guy says Elezra. Carson believes Scott uh, Woods is going to go in the third. He might go in the third. I've been struggling on. That's why I said I hope it's the fifth. But 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 the fourth. Even if it's the fourth, Carson, I you know, I'd be cool with that. But um, I brought that up after his uh combine. I said, is he going to sneak into the third? Like the hype was real. But then reality set back into me. He probably shouldn't. Depends when the run happens, but he probably should. I think because of the one year of Jelani Woods being a productive receiving tight end, it could knock him down a bit. There's not a whole lot to go off of. There's just one year, um, but it takes just one team. All it takes is one team to feel enamored like me. I, I'm enamored with his traits, his ability. And yeah, they might snag him in the third round. Uh, C says, this system works. The system makes your tight end two block. And when you become tight end one, they don't want you blocking like that because you got to catch passes in this system. Um, I often joke about Dalton Schultz blocking. Here's the thing about Dalton Schultz blocking. I don't want people to think that he sucks at it. Dalton Schultz doesn't suck at blocking anymore. He might not be the blocker he once was heralded as because here's my joke about him. He became tight end one and said, that's ah, beneath me. In a way. I thought Dalton Schultz was not good in space, but he was okay in, in the box. He was okay, but he was a pretty okay blocker this year. I, but again, if my knock on my tight end one is blocking, but he's a fantastic receiving tight end, I live with it. But my, my tight end two cannot be a bad blocker, right? I need my tight end two to be a solid blocker and definitely my tight end three. And I think McKeon is, is a solid blocker. That's what he came into this league. That's how he stamped his name, a blocking tight end developing as a pass catcher do i like o'neill safety out of a and i am not that and i gotta go back and 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 double back on this position group because y'all know how i feel about safety in this team i'm just not as enamored with the group this year as in previous years but maybe I should look at guys in that fifth and sixth round. Because that's where the Cowboys are going to take them. I'm looking at the first three to four, possibly. And the positions that I see Dallas taking is not a safety. So 
I, I, I told myself last year was the last year. If y'all watched the draft show, y'all would know how I felt. I went on a bunch of rants about, about the safety position. I am no longer putting a ton of energy into that position anymore for the Dallas Cowboys because all we're going to do is take a guy in the sixth round. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out on anybody in the top three rounds in regards to safeties, not wasting my time. I'm just keeping it a bean. I am not wasting my time. The only reason why I know about a couple of these dudes is because they are the top 50 type of guys, right? You have no choice but to run into them. And when it comes to Kyle Hamilton, I was a fan of his before draft season. You go back and look at September. I'm talking about Kyle Hamilton. But but no, seriously, um, unfortunately, Steve White, I don't care about the safety position in the top three rounds. I'm not doing it to myself this year. Not doing it again, y'all. All right, so y'all gave me y'all answer on Sean McKean, but I forgot to ask you guys about Simi. So those are my two young bucks that I think that the Cowboys are looking for to improve within. Before we get out of here, let me ask you about Simi. Do you believe that Simi Fayoko can kind of fix the curse of the fifth round, right? Can Simi Fayoko carve out a role on this team in 2022? Can he carve out a role in this team in 2022? As y'all probably saw, if, you, if you're watching this show, I don't know. And I, I want to believe, but I don't know. Yeah, a lot of y'all are probably on the same train I'm on. JP, nope. Michael, nope. Florida Cowboy says nope. Mike says yikes. More would have to change the system. Adam says sure, why not? Nope. If I had to pick right now, again, it's March. Well, no, uh, like the tone I have right now could change drastically when I go down here to the star and watch them practice. Or if I'm out there at California watching them practice, could change drastically. But as we as we stand right here right now, feels like they like Noah Brown better. He obviously brought in James Washington. He's better. He's a better player. Got C.D. Lamb. So you're looking at, again, they'll pull up the depth chart. See here. Pull up the depth chart. That's that may be where he's at. Now take out Michael, right? Michael Gallup's not going to be available. So he may be the fourth guy. And then they draft the dude. He may go back down to be the fifth guy. So it's going to take a big leap for Simi. He's got the talent, but but you have to be able to put it all together. Here's another reason why you might got to look at it a little sideways. You know, he did an interview. He just came out of his mouth. McCarthy approached him apparently and said, hey, man, we might be looking at you at a hybrid wide receiver tight end. That is never good. That's not a that's not a term of you know, that's not a term of endearment. That's that's bad. That means we don't quite think you're good enough to be one thing. Let's try to see if you could do this other thing. So I'm going to say no at the moment. Um, but let's see how he develops. Mike says, I mean, crazy camp in preseason. Yeah, if he has a fantastic camp in preseason, got a potential. <laughs> TC95. Devin Street was a bad. That's what kills me about that fifth round. Did anybody, you know, sometimes you got to see my man Lee, my bro in the building, says, I never seen him. I don't know, never seen him. That's the thing about Josh Boy. You never seen him. But if you go look at Simeon preseason, he made some catches, right? He made some plays. He basic things nothing crazy but but there's tape there there's at least something um 
to go off of in preseason. But how about that fifth that that, that fifth round situation kind of has me just like wow. To not hit on anyone. I mean, Joe to to have Joe Randall as your guy in the fifth round, right? That is that is your poster boy for fifth round success. Joseph Draw Stillin Randall. That's your poster boy in the last 10 years. That's scary, man. So uh, you know. Once we get to that fifth round, we'll we'll get hype. We'll, we'll you know we'll do a draft review on the, the fifth round guys. But I ain't drinking the Kool Aid. I drank it a little bit with with Simi. I drank a little bit with Simi. I drank it a lot with Bradley and I. I, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I thought Bradley and I could, could do some things. I ain't drinking at all with Mike White, Mike or Joe Jackson. None of the Jackson Fives, Tito. None of them. I ain't drinking. So no Kool-Aid for me once we hit that fifth round. You got to show me, Cowboys Nation. You got to show me. We'll keep an eye on that, Michael Helton. He says Turner is a better receiver. I, I'm I'm honestly shocked they did not elect to bring him back. Like again, I mean, is he asking for a lot? Like, don't get mad at me when I'm questioning these the, the moves that these guys are making, bringing back certain players and then electing the guy. Like, I'm not saying. It's, uh, Malik Turner is an amazing player, but I think he's a damn good uh, blocker. I think he's a damn good special teams player, and he showed a little skill as a wide receiver. I just says, come on back, Malik. In fact, call me crazy, I'd rather, rather have had Malik Turner than Noah Brown. I would. But I digress. We ain't going to run that back. Good show today. Good show. Good calls. Appreciate the donations in the chat. Uh, appreciate the chat in general. In general. And thank y'all for dealing with my, my my long soliloquy I had in the middle of this show. But some things bug me. And that's, I like to get them out talking to y'all. I like to get them out talking to y'all, man. I know, Lee. We got three of them things. And I'm telling you, during the draft, when they come up, and, you know, we hear this. You know, and we're going to hear that sound. They're going to be like. <laughs> in the fifth round, the Dallas Cowboys. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else. We don't care. <laughs> nah, that's fucked up. Nah, nah, nah. Seriously, though. You know, we'll get hyped. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. And they'll probably ride the bench and we'll, and we'll see what happens as they move forward. But I'm just keeping it a bean. That's all I try to do with y'all. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. Before I get out of here, y'all, do me a favor. If you haven't downloaded that app for Worth the Poor, if you're in the Dallas area, I promise you guys, they'll look out for you. And we want to thank Texas Family Fitness. We want to thank Freeman Mazda Hyundai. And uh, check out later tonight on the uh, A to Z Sports Primetime. A to Z Sports, uh, I'm sorry, Mauricio Rodriguez will be on. If y'all missed his his interview with, with McQuamu, Please go back and watch that. It was, it was a fantastic interview. Izzy was dope. I'm going to try to get somebody else on here too as well. Um, and try to get somebody on primetime for Mauricio too. So check that out. Also, hit up A2ZSportsDallas.com for all your latest and greatest surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Breaking news. Cowboys are going to cut their fifth round picks. <laughs> Appreciate the donations. Appreciate the calls. Great chat today. Good show.
We'll be back tomorrow. Feel good Friday. We're going to be dropping our mailbag segment questions. So look out for that on Twitter. Look out for that on Instagram. Look out for that on here on YouTube. Drop y'all questions. We'll get you featured on the show. We out of here. Peace. Love you. Get your damn act together.